All right, this is the review for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part three. So we don't start off with Erica, thank goodness. We end with Erica, but we don't start with Erica. We're starting off where we left off in the last part, which was the whole Kathy Hilton and Kyle situation. You know, they were at odds for 10 years. They did not speak. They uh, was, you know, it all came about because of this American Girl story uh, show, that movie, sorry, uh, that Kyle produced. And Kathy was unhappy about it. Kathy spoke about it in this season, you know, some of the things that she had issued with, such as the depiction of a mom and some of her friends and things of that nature. So it was um, obviously serious enough for Kathy to say she didn't want to have anything to do with Kyle. And for 10 years, she didn't. And it, she said it did hurt. And I'm sure it did. Um, with, you know, then we go on to Kathy and her life and um, gift giving. You know, we, we, we talk about some elaborate gifts. And because Kathy comes from her husband, not Kathy, but her husband comes from, you know, the Hilton family, very prominent family, Conrad Hilton and all of that. What type of gifts do they give, you know, during the holidays? And, you know, um, Kathy says that, you know, they don't give any more big elaborate gifts. You know, she gets seashells, I think, because her husband actually collects that. I don't know why she's giving them as a gift. And she gives him sweaters for the holidays. So I guess, you know, when you have so much money, it's very difficult to purchase things. I mean, I, I guess at this point, you have to get things made. You really be creative. Um, they talked about Kyle and, the, you know, they asked her about the most elaborate gift she's ever received. And it was a pair of uh, diamond earrings that have been stolen. But uh, Mauricio sent diamond earrings uh, to Andy to give to Kyle on Watch What Happens Live five years ago. So she said that's, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, Kath, uh, Kyle's house was broken into, you know, they took a lot of things, very valuable things, some things that belong to her mom that she could, you know, obviously other things like Birkin bags and all that, which we'll talk about that in a moment, are things you can replace. But sentimental items of, of you know, things that came from her mom, you know, her earrings or jewelry, things, whatever, you can't replace. So that's really unfortunate. Um. So we get back to Kathy. Kathy lived in the Waldorf Astoria for nine years. She loved it. She said, uh, goes to a question about, you know, how difficult was it for her living, you know, raising a family and living in a hotel. I can't imagine that would be difficult. They lived in a penthouse suite. <laughs> they get room service all day long. I don't think, I can't imagine life would be that difficult. So kind of a crazy question to ask the difficulties because there, there weren't any. And she said, we didn't have any difficulties. It is what it is. Uh, this season with uh, Beverly Hills, you know, Kathy has become a fan favorite. They, uh, uh, this franchise, they have kissed Kathy's, but they got the whole set decorated like her backyard. They uh, did a whole montage about, you know, some of the silly and quirky things that she says. Um, you know, she claims to be a dentist and she claims to be a hairstylist or something. I, I don't know. I, I felt like the airhead attitude and the, and the I'm so not with it attitude that she presented this season. At first it was kind of awkward. I'm like, is she for real? You know, like 
someone says, oh, it's all hunky-dory, and she asks the question, who is hunky-dory? Um, I, I didn't quite, I didn't get it. I, I really, I just didn't understand, like, is she for real? Like, is she that so in her own world that she's unaware of things around her? I, I just don't quite believe that. There's another question about uh, her daughters, uh, Paris and Nikki initially didn't like the fact that her mother was on, their mother was on the show or going to be on the show. And I remember, you know, reading about that and Kathy was like, well, how do they feel now? And she said, well, you know, at first they had problems with it, but now they're good. They're fine with it. So I'm like, okay. I don't see any reason why they would have issue because Kathy, no one came after Kathy. No one put Kathy on the spot in a negative manner. There wasn't much of a storyline around Kathy. Kathy was like the comic relief. So, of course, they didn't have an issue with their mom on the show because their mom wasn't presented in a negative manner. It was all positive. So, yeah, okay, cool. Um, we also talked to Crystal. Let's kind of shift gears here. We talked to Crystal about her being, you know, um, first Asian woman on the show. Crystal had some reservations, and then she said she felt like, you know, there needs to be representation. So she thought this would be a good idea. Now, what I wasn't aware of are these death threats. Andy brings up, you know, unfortunately, there's been a lot of people that have spoken negatively about having a woman um, who is Chinese as part of the cast. And that's just really unfortunate. And Sutton, you know, interjected and said, look, I am sorry that I played a role in the negative things that have been said about you and, and the death threats and all of that. Because as we know, early meeting with uh, Sutton and, and and Crystal was based on, you know, Sutton saying, I don't see color, which means you don't see the person. <laughs> I don't think Sutton understood that. And Crystal was bothered by it, and rightfully so. So then we talked more about Crystal's background. Well, we talked about her family, you know, her, her children learn how to speak. Uh, I think it's Mandarin. Uh, she felt like it's important. She gives a little bit more about, you know, like her parents, they only spoke Chinese to them. They didn't speak very much English to them. So I'm like, okay. So she wants her children to have that connection to her, to, to their heritage. So teaching them Mandarin is important, which again, that's, that's good. And Andy said, you know, it was great having you on the show. Now, I started to get the impression as if Crystal's not going to come back. Because the way that they were talking gave me like she was giving her swan song and being a part of the cast. I'm not sure. It seems, it didn't seem like she was returning. That's the energy. That's the way it sounded. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, of course, they uh, played the flashback when Crystal was, they played the game Two Truths and, um, Two Truths and a Lie. And so it was... I was a madam, I worked in a uh, brothel or whatever, and I was arrested. And the lie was that she was arrested. So of course, you know, you know, Erica was high-fiving like, oh, I like, she's my kind of girl. Cause who would admit that? Especially people that you barely know. So that was, you know, a cool part, I guess, an aspect of it. She also shared the racism issue that her dad dealt with and, you know, which is, again, part of the reason why she's on, you know, she decided to be part of this cast. Uh, she also talked about her body issues, which we know that. And, you know, you know, the question was, 
you know, did that play a role in how you reacted when Sutton walked in the room with the coat, with your jacket or whatever? And she was like, yeah, of course, you know, she's had body issues. She is a recovering bulimic. Um, she said she watched a show in school at 11. And she said, of course, it was to deter you from doing these types of things, but she took it as tips to, you know, this was great. So, you know, that, that was sad to hear, but it's a reality. So I'm glad she's, she actually lived up to reality television in terms of being real about herself. So that was cool. Um, we are now, you know, Sutton and Crystal are in a much better space. They, they're, they're not in that negative space anymore. So that was good to hear. Okay. So then we get to, oh, the fashions. They did, did a whole thing about bringing the fashions back. Beverly Hills known for the fashions and the glamour and the glitz. And they did a montage of everybody's different looks that they were doing and the designers. And we find out that Dorit buys retail most of her designer clothes. Uh, she said, because when, you know, yes, there are designers that, you know, approach her and wanted to wear some, you know, one of their designs. And she feels like I should wear the things that I like that I want to wear. Um, you don't have that option when a designer comes to you, you have to wear whatever, you know, if you wear it, it's whatever they want you to wear. So that was something interesting. Um, they asked Garcelle, who does she think was the best dresser on the show, seeing as though Garcelle has done some modeling. And Garcelle immediately said, Dorit, I'm sure, I'm sure Erica was in her feelings when she heard that, because Erica, Erica has been known to pull looks since, 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 since she started on the show. Not so much this past season, but she's been known to be pulling looks. So I'm like, oops, okay. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> Excuse me. So that's really um pretty much everything that I felt like was relevant, I guess, important to talk about. So now we're going to get to Erica. And again, Erica is having a hard time understanding why people are not receiving her as being apologetic, as being empathetic. She's very tone deaf. I was glad to hear Garcelle mention that. And, Darce you know, you know uh, Erica was like, you know, hey, I have to defend myself. And then she goes into talking about the dinner that Kyle, Mauricio, Dorit, and PK were at and how they were making fun of the situation. She, I knew when I saw that episode, I said, ooh, Erica's not going to be seeing it for Miss Kyle once she, once she sees that episode. And she felt like, you know, it was unfortunate they were making fun of the situation. Look, Miss Erica, girl, look, the situation sounds outlandish. And some of the things that you described, it just did not make sense. It, it's, you know, and then, you know, Erica gets back defensive saying, oh, you know, when they, Kyle brings up the pictures on Instagram and, you know, and even Andy was like, we're not seeing you being like, there's no regret. There's no, none of that's happening. What we're seeing is you thumbing people in the face and getting really defensive and then you turn around and use the erica jane character and posing in lingerie and i just you got people out here that's looking for they want their money they're the victims and you're out here still living lavishly it's just a hard pill to swallow and then erica tries to say well it's not like my situation was the first one 
in a, in franchise history. And I'm glad Andy spoke up like, okay, the difference is you, it's one thing to defraud the government. It's another thing to defraud thousands of people. They're victims and they're not getting their money. It's not the same thing. So Erica tried to make that connection or that correlation didn't work whatsoever. And then we get back to, well, who believes that Erica knew about what Tom was doing? And of course, none of all the ladies, they said, you know, they did not think that Erica was aware of what Tom was doing. You know, Erica answers, well, I don't, I didn't work at the law firm, so I didn't know anything about the financials. And I, I'll say this again. I don't believe that Erica and Tom were talking about the business investments or whatever he was doing regarding his clients. I don't believe it. And everybody else there was like, they don't believe it. Um, so, but Garcelle was like, but still in all, you know, even though we don't think you had anything to do with it, you have not come out and shown empathy for the victims. And here's go Erica. Well, y'all should know how I feel. How would they know? They can't read your mind. They know what they see. Then Erica says, everybody has the ability to give me a phone call. I'm the source. I can understand the fans of the show having their say and feeling the way they feel, but everybody here could just call on me. That's not how that works, and that's not what you would deliver, Erica. You know damn well you wrong, and you wrong, and you wrong again. So I I was so sick of her saying, what because anytime you bring up something to her, she gets on the defense, especially when it was the hard questions, such as with Sutton. And I know next week they're going to talk about that a little bit more, but it, it wasn't as simplistic. She's oversimplifying something that can't be simplified. That's not how that worked. So Erica, you girl, okay. I, I can't, I can't with you. I can't with this. You know me, you have access to me. You can call me. That's not how that worked because they tried and Erica was not willing to listen. And she got defensive. She cussed out Sutton. I'm like, damn girl. So she got angry with Garcelle. Now she pissed at Kyle, Kyle trying to clean it up. It's too late. She don't see it for you. And I'm glad she don't. Kyle, again, playing the fence, straddling the fence. No, ma'am. Okay. No, ma'am. So Lisa did say, you know, she understands the, the, the visuals and how it's not looking good for Erica when she is on Instagram you know, as Erica Jane, you know, that whole thing is, I, she said, it, it is not a good look. And Garcelle even made it even better. She said, yeah, you're being tone deaf. Erica's not, Erica is so in defense mode and trying, she doesn't realize that her efforts on the show was to show her as the victim. She has not once mentioned, you know, hey, look, I am working with attorneys to try to help them, the, the victims get their money. I don't know how much, I don't know what percentage, how it's going to work out, but I do realize that they are the ones that needs the help. It's not me. I haven't heard her say that one time. And this is what people are trying to get her to understand, but she's so in defense mode because she just don't want to, you know, she don't want to get, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, hopefully go to prison. And now she's, talking about Tom is incompetent. Girl, okay. <laughs> I'll be so glad when this, I mean, this season has been a lot with Miss Erica and I'll be glad when we get to this part four and be done with it. 
Um, do I think again, I'm gonna say it again. I think Erica will be back next season. I do not believe that she's going to go to jail. I think they're going to give her a raise because Erica's Erica carried the whole season. The whole season has been about Erica trust. So anyway, that's that. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.